about the best of life in Harrogate. This is the Your Harrogate Podcast. And just like that, another week is done. Hello, my name is Pete Edgerton. Welcome along to the Your Harrogate Podcast. You can get it in your favourite podcast location, or maybe you're on the website, yourharrogate.co.uk. Just in the top right-hand corner from memory, you can listen to the radio station. You can also get us via the free app. You can get us on Smart Speaker, and you can listen in the car on DAB Radio. Or, of course, if you've got a DAB Radio set at home. Whilst you're on the website, you can read about our very first Young Person of the Year. It happened Thursday night with the fabulous team at Harrogate College and it was Billy Fox, a young man who goes to King James School in Nairsborough. He's from Starbeck. He's hoping to join the armed forces. He's an A-star student and he does loads of charitable work and also donates his free time for Oxfam in Nairsborough. He is awesome. Hence why is the Young Person of the Year. Read all about it online right now. In this particular podcast, as we like to do at the end of the week, focus is on local football. We're going to go to Nairsborough Town Women very soon because they've got a derby game this weekend. But first of all, to a young man who has played for quite a while out in the States, but now he's back. He's joined town on a six-month contract. He's a defender and his name is Toby Sims. Toby, great to speak to you. Thank you for taking time out. Firstly, how's it going? You've not been with town long, but how are you settling in? Yeah, I'm, I'm settling in great, to be honest. I knew very early on that you know I felt quite at home with the guys and coaching staff and it really helped me you know, with my confidence and, and like I say, settling in, which was the main thing for me to be able to uh, you know express myself and kind of show what I've got with me not playing England for, for a long period of time. But yeah, definitely felt very settled in very quickly, which uh, has definitely grown since since uh, being here over time. So now I'm enjoying it. Good stuff. And for anybody who doesn't know, you you alluded there that you played overseas. So what took you to the states originally? Was it studying or was it football? Yeah, so it was a bit of both really. So I went uh, over on my own when I was 19 to study in college, but also on like a soccer scholarship, which I played there at the same at the same college for five years, which which I loved in North Carolina. And then following that, I, I signed my first professional contract at the start of 2022 in Pittsburgh with the Pittsburgh Riverhounds. I played there for the 2022 season, then then I headed home and, and, and signed for town. So, yeah, that's kind of my story. And and how how different is it playing in the States versus playing a match here in England? I think it's it's easy to see. I think the, the physicality over here is a lot, it's a lot stronger. It's a lot tougher just in terms of, you know, putting a body on somebody, taking a hit, taking a kick. And I do feel like the players are a lot more, a lot faster here, uh, just the way the players think. And, and you know, they, I feel like they know three or four passes ahead before they've got the ball. But that's, you know, it's nothing on America. I do think the standard in America is pretty high. I think it's just more technical ability. It's more small areas playing, you know, skills kind of first touch kind of thing. Where Whereas in, not, not the players don't have it in League Two, because I think the standard's a lot higher, but, it's just a different style of players. You know, in America, there's a lot more culture to it in terms of like where you have players from, you know, South America. We have players from Africa. We have players from all over going to America, whereas in England, it is predominantly 90% English players. So playing the English ways, you could say. Yeah, I mean, fantastic experience for you. Have you managed to kind of implement any sort of side of the game, any things that you picked up during your your training, your um, studying out there that you've you've implemented so far at town? I think one of the main thing is it was my, was my strength and fitness is that was a lot of what we did out in America was a lot to do with strength 
out of the game in terms of in the gym, etc. So I feel like I came back a lot of a stronger, stronger player, which obviously helped when coming into the the physical side of the uh, of League Two. But you know, playing in tight areas and learning that more in America definitely has helped me. Although I feel like I've had to adapt my game a little bit in terms of the way we've had to play at times to get results, which you know happens in football, which are which I love and enjoy. How difficult is it? fitting into a new squad and when there are other new faces as well and you've, you've quickly got a gel as you know as a defensive unit to shore things up yeah you know it, it can be tough you know I think the leaders in the team you know folks and was and people uh, Warren Burrell and people like that they, they help in terms of, of gelling and getting to know each other and with the gaffer and the coaching staff working on things in training to understand each other more you know, understanding each other's tendencies, understanding the way people play and, you know, develop partnerships that hopefully can help you excel when you're playing the game on a Saturday or a Tuesday. So I think just working, you know, in the training pitch and, you know, even off the training pitch, getting to know them as people, I think is very important. Obviously, the way they play football is key, but getting to know them off the pitch and knowing the type of people that they are can help you develop that relationship, which then can form a greater partnership on the field. Absolutely, yeah. I think that's a uh, um, a great way to go. Really, um, let's have a chat about about Saturday because uh, did it feel like a defeat at the time? Obviously, it felt like two points lost, which it was essentially. We grafted for I think it was eighty minutes, and I think they scored in eighty something, and then and then again with the momentum, which you know happens in football, you get one. Their fans get behind them, and and it changes the game, which was tough to take. It did sting. As the gaffer said after the game, we've got to remember how this stung and how this hurt because, you know, that's three points that we we had in the bank, really, uh, that slipped away, which, you know, it happens in football, but at the same time, it's not easy to take, it's not easy to understand, but understanding that sting and understanding that feeling of how, how much it hurt definitely help us, you know, forever in that position again where we're leading towards the end of the game, but trying to look at the positive side of things, it is a point every point at this stage in the season with the scrap and the fight that we're in is very important. As much as we'd love it to be three, and we're very disappointed that it was along with the fans, you know, looking at trying to put a positive spin on it, it is a point and it is a point gained rather than none. Were you frustrated to come off? Yeah, I, I was, but, but you know, I think it's been evident uh, in the games that I've played that my match fitness isn't, isn't where I'd like it to be. Um, you know, since... The game um, at Salford, I had not played 90 minutes probably for about six months. Um, so, you know, work, working hard and being fit and training, everything is, is one thing. But having that match fitness with the intensity and the demands that a match a match brings is something that only comes with playing games. Um, and, 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 and on Saturday, it got, it got to like the 75th. And I think I overstretched for a ball that went over my head, which I got onto it. Um, but as I stood up, I felt I felt my calves go. And the last thing I want to do is is be on the pitch and a ball goes in behind me and I can't recover and let the team down. So I was disappointed more in myself to come off um, because, you know, I want to stay on and do what I can to help the team. Um, but at the same time, I don't want to be a liability, um, especially if, you know, if I'm cramping up, which is which is uh, it's frustrating. But. You know, I'm, I'm hoping uh, with more game time that, that, that will be limited and, 
you know, I'll be able to go 90 minutes. Yeah, of course. And, and I mean, the fact that you all felt so disappointed, um, like you say, throwing away two, two points, or it certainly felt like that against Crew. did that give you more impetus for the match last night at Grimsby um, and to really fight for that clean sheet and that point? Yeah, definitely. You know, every time we play, it needs a reaction from the game before in whatever that may be. So the lads were, you know, hyped up and, and ready to go with uh, what happened at Crew. It was good for us to get there and be able to get out there so quick with a, with a bigger turnaround. And going Saturday, Tuesday, it made it a lot easier to go and be like, right, look, we need to go and we need to keep a clean sheet, battle and graft to get that result that we're going there for. We don't want to feel that disappointment again. So what needs to change to, to make sure that the point becomes three this weekend against Swindon, you think? It's a tough place to go, isn't it? It, it is a very tough place to go. Uh, they're a good team, but I think it, it's starting fast. It's doing the basic things well. And once we get ahead and once we get a lead, it's about finishing the job and seeing it out, which I think at, at times we've struggled with that. But being able to see that job out, especially away from home at a team like Swindon, is definitely important and definitely something we need to do on Saturday. Well, fingers crossed. I know that you and everybody else at town would absolutely love to uh, to make sure that you remain in the Football League and here's hoping that you do so this season. Going forward, your contract, is it, is it six months, Toby, or are you kind of in talks with taking it further? It is six months as of now to the end of the season, which you know I was very grateful for when I came in with me not playing England in six years. So... Yeah, it was six months and obviously, you know, personally, I'd like to extend that and stay longer. As a, you know, I'm loving my time here. I feel like I've been here for years and I've only been here two, two months, which is which is obviously a good sign. So personally, you know, I'd, I'd, love, I'd love to stay, but that's not down to me. All, all I can do is perform and do the best I can for the team to get results and see what comes from that. Seems a really nice, level-headed lad, doesn't he? Big thank you to Toby for taking the time out to chat to me. And, of course, it goes without saying, best of luck, Tao. Come on, town against Swindon this weekend in League Two. Now, elsewhere, on Sunday afternoon, 2 o'clock, Knaresborough Town women play Harrogate Railway Ladies Reserves. It's derby weekend for them. Last weekend, they were due to play Pontefract, but the game was called off last minute. To find out a little bit more, I've been speaking to the head of girls and women's football at the club, here comes Jed Maloney. Every Monday, Wednesday and Friday, this is the Your Harrogate Podcast. First of all, to the weekend, Jed, have you, have you ever known a situation like that where a team has not been in a situation to field a team? Well, ironically, this team, I believe, have done it to us twice now. So it's it's maybe um, they don't like the thought of coming up to Nairsborough. <laughs> so, so was it down to illness or, or have they simply just not got enough players on the books? They've not really said, to be honest. But I think it was, um, I think it was just a shortage of players. People been away, and one or two people that were injured, stroke ill. And in that situation, do they incur a fine? How does it work? Um, well, my understanding from days gone by is, if you don't give enough notice, then yeah, you incur a fine, and you can lose the points. But to be fair, we'd rather play the game. So, um, you know, we suggested that the fixture was postponed and, and rearranged for later in the season. The only worry is. If they pull out again, um, because, you know, you get pictures ready, you get food in. It's, it's, it is disappointing. Yeah, because, I, I mean, how late in the day was it when they called it off? It was pretty much the same day, the Sunday. Wow. So you, you were all set to go as a club and obviously yeah. people were were ready to pull a shift and, and do what they can to kind of help the club. 
exactly right yeah and how impressed are you with how it's all going so far because it's 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 fantastic following you guys and following the girls on social media there's there's lots of positivity surrounding the club well it has it's in in lots of different ways uh, it's far outweighed my expectations they, the girls have done the business on the pitch but it's almost off the pitch where uh, i've been um, as impressed if you like i mean i go down to training sessions they work really really hard um, one of our girls who's into marketing has just um, printed a magazine for us called The Town Raven. I've seen that, yeah. And it, it's, I, I mean, I saw it the first time this morning and I was I was staggered really just how professional it is. Uh, it gives you lots of background about the players, um, the coach, what he's trying to achieve, the girl that's across from America, a little bit of background about her. Uh, and, and and it's sort of symptomatic of, of how the girls have approached this season. Um, I'm so pleased because, uh, you know, they're doing great things on the pitch and off it as well. And where will that magazine be available, Jed? Can people download it or can they, can they get a physical copy? Yeah, it'll be available to download. And I got a message this morning, which goes back to a point I made to you earlier in the season. The club are actually going to get some printed. Um, free of charge for us for again it's just another example of how Nairsborough Town at, um, at sort of management level have been um, really supportive in lots of different areas. Have you been surprised with how positive the support has been from the community or having been involved with women's football for a good number of years in, in the local area did it not surprise you in, in many ways? In some respects it did and in other respects it didn't. I mean, one of the things that we're trying to do now is develop a relationship with Nairsborough Celtic. Uh, that'll uh, create a pathway from junior football all the way through to first team football. Uh, we're confident this year that we'll get promoted so we'll be playing in a, a higher standard of football uh, next year and we're hoping that that will raise the standard of football at Nairsborough Town and take us to a different level. And the higher you get up um, and the more successful you are, uh, the more interest it sort of generates with supporters. So we get a lot of supporters that support the men on the Saturday, come to watch the women on Sunday. And that's just grown and grown through the season. And that's really nice to see as well. I mean, the last time that we featured the club on our podcast at Your Harrogate, I was speaking to Mike, the first team manager, and he mentioned about the desire to obviously hopefully get promotion and then be put in a higher division. We don't want to sound big-headed, you know, on your on your behalf, but it is very much looking like that you will get promoted when do you have to apply and and when will you find out whether or not you've got a place in a higher division? It will probably be middle of the year, but we've had conversations with West Riding. They've been you know, very helpful. They've told us how the system works. Um, and so, you know, what we need to do is just concentrate on kin- continuing to get outstandingly good results. And uh, my own personal aim, and I know it ties in with, with our coach, Mike Bly, is we would love to get to the end of the season and have a 100% win record. It's as simple as that. That would be awesome. Were you surprised uh, how convincing the victory was over Bradford City the other week? Because that that was kind of being uh, billed as the the, the big test uh, and, and the big battle between two top sides. And you seem to, well, on paper, breeze past them. 
Uh, we did, and I was I was really impressed with how the girls played. But I think we've learned as we've gone through this season that there are two other sides that are, are pretty decent. Bradford are one, Fields are another. And Fields, we played them in our first game away from home. And we didn't realise at the time how tough a fixture that was. Um, we had a very good result. We won 8-2. And we play them again in a couple of weeks' time. And if we get any sort of result against them, it just about clinches promotion for us. So, you know, we're... We're really excited. But yeah, the Bradford game as well was, you know, they've obviously got um, far more resources than us. Um, but the girls were just first class. And what, what it's done, Peter, is it started to generate a lot of interest in, in players contacting us with a view to joining for next season, which is which is great. Yeah, that's really good. And testament to everybody involved as well. A nice weekend ahead, Jed, with a derby against Harrogate Railway, the ladies' reserves. How do you see that one going? I mean, all derby games are, can be pretty tough. Um, we've got a few injuries, but we've got a very, very strong depth to our squad. So I'm pretty confident that the girls will get a result. I've sort of over the years had a foot in um, the Harrogate railway camp because my son Jonathan played for them. Um, So, you know, my relationship with Harrogate railway goes back a a long way. Um, But I'd love to get one over them this week. (laughs) (laughs) Family bragging rights. Yeah, that's right. That's right. And I know we've got one or two players. We've got Sarah Parks, who played for uh, Harrogate Railway. She's had an injury. Um, She's hoping to be fit this weekend. Uh, I know she's desperate to play, desperate to play. This is the Your Harrogate podcast. So, on course for promotion with Knaresborough Town women, is there a treat awaiting the squad, the other side, or is it very much all in it together, just onwards and upwards (laughs) attitude? Peter, if you read the Town Raven magazine, there's an article in there about um, the Christmas social. Uh, So take it from me, if we get promoted, if we go up as champs, there will be a party at Knaresborough Town, the likes of which they've never seen before. (laughs) and party as well as play football I bet they can very good Jed (laughs) great to catch up with you thank you for your time and good luck against Harrogate Railway this weekend it's a pleasure Peter great to speak with you bye for now your Harrogate